influence on economics was through this particular man who was a young man at the time, and he sort of translated our work into a language that economists could understand. When you say judgments versus decisions, do we necessarily have to make a judgment before we make a decision? Well, in many decisions, you have to sort of evaluate the options, for example. You certainly have to think about the, the situation in which you're acting. In s experimental studies of decision-making, you sometimes ask questions uh, about gambles, you know, would you... Uh, would you take forty dollars for sure, or would you gamble on the toss of a coin where if it's where if it's heads you win a hundred dollars and if it's stairs you win nothing? That's the kind of question that is studied, but actually a lot of the action, certainly in economic behavior, is trying to figure out what the odds are. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody is starting a restaurant, uh, somebody is opening, you know, a laundromat. They must be thinking about what's going to happen in the future. They're making a judgment. Rationally speaking, we know that 90% of restaurants fail. And yet, people are opening restaurants every day. Why are they doing that? Well, it's because they don't think the odds apply to them. I mean, we really, under, this is a problem that we understand. So, uh, you know, there was a study. 90% may be a little high, but, you know, it's something along those lines. It's a very high rate of failure. But when you ask people who start a business, a small business, do you think, you know, what is your probability that you'll be around in five years with this business? Many of them say, oh, 100%. <laughs> and, and, so, and the av average is probably about 80%. Right. So people don't think the odds apply to them. They also don't know the odds. So, you know, if somebody opens an Italian restaurant, then he probably overestimates the appeal of Italian restaurants in general. And then he thinks that his particular Italian restaurant is certainly going to beat all others. I mean, that's, the, that's what happens. Can that be termed a bias, a bias towards oneself? Oh, it's a huge bias. Uh, I think it's... In some ways, it's, I haven't studied that bias myself. I've just analyzed its implications, but it's, it's optimism. Right. Optimism is a bias that as you look at the world and, and you get the odds wrong. Objectively speaking, is there a better way to conduct one's life as an optimist or a pessimist? I ask this because your friend, the writer Michael Lewis, described you as an inveterate pessimist, which you surely must know about yourself. And it makes me wonder, why are you that way? And, and is that bias, does that bias serve you? Well, uh, you know, I'm a pessimist, I think, because my mother was a pessimist. It's genetic. So optimism and pessimism are very largely genetically determined. Has that, is born, that, that's yeah, been studied? Yeah, you're, you're born an optimist. And it's a very good thing to be born an optimist, by and large. I mean, they're happier, they live longer. I mean, it's, uh, if, if you can have one, one wish for your child, wish for them to be optimists. I'm indeed a pessimist, and I haven't had a bad life. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, the big advantage of being a pessimist, that I can tell you from experience, is that you're very rarely disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, most <laughs> of the time, the surprises are, are happy. That's good, because I really hate disappointment. So. Yeah, as we all do. 
I want to ask you about your own upbringing. You grew up in primarily uh, the early part of your years, uh, your childhood in France during the Nazi occupation. Your fam- you're, you're Jewish, your family's Jewish. Can somebody in your circumstances become acclimatized to that environment? Well, you can become acclimatized to almost anything to some degree, but when it's very bad, it never gets good. And there is something else that is happening also, which is you can become acclimatized, as you say, but on the other hand, your resources get depleted. So your ability to cope gets depleted. Now, you know, I didn't, my experiences were bad as a, as a Jew in occupied France, but they were not horrible. I was not in, I was not in a concentration camp or in an extermination camp. I didn't have that. If it's too personal, tell me, but as a Jew myself and hearing about that time, it's very, very hard.